0: It's how we teach our clients to get executive decision makers to buy without being salesy or spammy. Here's our host, the co-founder and CEO of Centricity, Jay Kingley.
1: I'm Jay Kingley, co-founder and CEO of Centricity. Welcome to another episode of our Best Kept Secret show, where I'm happy to welcome April Baines, founder of the Jewel Marketing Company. April helps businesses create their brand presence using a process Designed to empower their brand. April, and I don't want you get jealous of this. is based in Saint Thomas in the U.S. Virgin Islands. Welcome to the show, April.
2: Thanks so much for having me, Jay. So such a pleasure to be here.
1: All right. So, April, I have had in my career the opportunity to work with lots of startups. Lots of young businesses looking to grow rapidly. And one of the issues that I constantly see them wrestling with is how to represent themselves to the marketplace. And so often what they struggle with is what persona do they want to put out there? How do they want people to see them? What is it that they need to create? And they agonize over this image that they feel The marketplace wants to see, which may have absolutely no relevance to themselves. And my question to you is, is this the right way for a new company or a company that's really looking to establish themselves to be thinking about their brand, which is what is it that we want to be to the world independent of the truth? What do you think?
2: Oh, my gosh. Brand is where it it all starts. Like if you don't have a brand, if you don't have a persona, who are you? You know, how do you stand out from everyone else that's doing the same things? I mean, of course, entrepreneurs, small businesses, large companies, organizations, everyone needs to be absolutely focused on what their brand is, what their brand voice is, who they stand for, what they're all about. Of course, that's the heart of why you're doing what you're doing.
1: So how is it, though, that you decide the answer to that? I mean, it it could be anything. So what is it that you I mean, how do you figure out the answer?
2: Well, you know, my my passion really is working with the entrepreneurs, like the the people that are starting these things from, from the ground up. So, you know how do you figure it out? Or like, what is it? Like, first of all, you have to figure out who you are as an individual, why you're doing all of this in the first place. Like no one just jumps up in in the day and say, I want to start a business. You know, when you're starting a business or you're starting a brand, you're starting a service or something, you're obviously doing it to solve someone else's problem. That's number one. So... Figuring out why you want to solve that problem is definitely going to help you with all, the entire process all altogether. So, you know, just you just got to do some internalizing at some point in time in that beginning stage before you like really hit the ground running and say, hey, listen, who am I? Why do I want to do this? And what purpose do I want to serve? And what problem do I want to solve?
1: Huge question. But, but April, one of the things that uh, I, I think I'm trying to get at here is yeah. I see a lot of uh, businesses, a lot of, of startups, they put this image out there, mm. and then you meet them with this expectation that you think you know who they are, and yeah. so often who they really are has nothing to do with what they have put out there as their brand. And I guess what I'm yeah. asking you is, do you give that approach a thumbs up? You give that approach a thumbs down?
2: I'm sorry, huge thumbs thumbs downs for that for that approach. You want to know why? Because if you're not coming authentically, you know, from, from a genuine place within as in who you are and what you want to be represented of, like as as your your presentation to the world, it gets very tedious to keep up with what you're trying to be. So let me let me dive into it a little bit more. When you're in an interview for a job, for example, and you want this prospective employer to say, oh, you know, such and such is such a great person, they are so gifted and talented in this field and then they're not genuinely gifted and talented in that field. Like You have to remember what you think this person wants to hear and see out of you. So it it comes off as though it's inconsistent at some point in time because it's, it's not really true to who you are and what you're about. So your target audience and your prospective clients and customers and everyone that's following you, they're eventually going to see it because you're not showing up as your true self and that purpose and that mission, like every company, every successful company has a purpose and mission. That mission is just not going to shine through, and it's it's going to get lost in the cracks when it comes to your branding, and you're going to have some some revenue issues around there too. So.
1: I mean, I would think in in addition to that, which I agree with, there are two other uh, big challenges when you're inauthentic, which is as a founder or a member of the founding team, an executive in a company, you're expected to represent that company out you know externally to all your stakeholders and if every time you have to act because you're not authentic i mean let's be real we all have skills there is a very tiny percentage of us who have a skill in acting most of us aren't that good at it and you are going to get out there trying to be someone you're not you're probably not going to be able to pull it off and that disconnect in the marketplace is really going to bite you and i think the second big issue uh, that you have when you're inauthentic. And it's something that you touched on, which is your employees. Your employees yeah. are your brand ambassadors to the world. Even somebody exactly. who works in the back office, say someone who's just does the bookkeeping. They're out, they meet people, they're at a party, they're with friends. They're going to get asked, where do you work? Oh, I maybe yeah. have heard of them. Maybe I haven't heard of them. What's it like? Okay. Even that person is, representing your brand to the external world and if they know you and they know as they would the authentic you and then they see that this image is totally fake and false that you're putting yeah. out to the marketplace what are you asking them to do right <laughs> exactly. and I, and and I can tell you they're probably not going to lie for you they're probably going to w- right one tell you what the truth is and two make the observation yeah i know that's where what he or she says, but man, that is not who they are. And yeah. I don't see how that benefits the business at all. So if we're exactly. agreed that authenticity is critical, and I think that's what I'm, I'm hearing you say, and yet yeah. so many companies don't seem to be going down that path. Mm-hmm. What is it that they need to do in order to create authentic brand.
2: Well, well, I I touched on this just a little while ago, just a tad bit. You got to do some internalizing. You know, at some point in time, a leader or stakeholder in your company or the founder, you are the one that really sets that tone. So, if you don't really take that time out to do some internalizing as to, you know, what kind of person you are, what are you genuinely interested in, what kind of problems you want to solve and how you want to help other people because, yeah, we all want to make some money in business but, at the same time, we're here to serve. So, like as a business owner, your job is to solve someone else's problem. And if you don't, if you don't know why you want to do it, you can't, you're lost yourself. So you need to do some internalizing, take some sabbatical, take, take some time to yourself. Um, at least you know, some time in each day to recenter, refocus, you know, regroup, see what you're all about, and then say, hey, listen, this is what I'm passionate about, and this is how I'm gonna get it going. That's your first step. You have to answer those questions for yourself and no one else, but the founder, but the leader, the the whomever in that startup role for the company is able to answer that question for you.
1: So once you have a sense of who you really are and why you're really doing that, now what do you do to build the rest of the brand?
2: Well, once you have a sense of who you are, then you obviously know what your purpose is. And once you know what your purpose is, then you can definitely say, hey, listen, my purpose is to serve, to answer questions, solve problems for my customers and clients. And that's how you develop the service of your business. I want you to develop the service of your business, then you kind of have a business going, I would think. So that's how you get it going. And and you just you keep it going. But you have to constantly stay connected with you know, your heart and soul in why you're doing it. And then that will shine through to the rest of your team members as well. So they know how to adequately represent your brand or your business to the world. You know, everyone is an ambassador for the company, as as you said earlier.
1: And I would think also that once you have that down, now you're able to create your messaging is yes. authentic. Yes. You can put it through the different marketing channels that yeah. you have figured out you need. So you've really now begin to have your marketing plan. If you have a sales force, and it depends, some businesses, you know, sell online or through call centers. Others, it's more of a one-to-one, more personal where you where you have salespeople. The salespeople also understand what the company stands for. Um, and as you say, their passion and how that relates to the services. And the salespeople can create their messages obviously tethered to marketing, uh, uh you know, albeit slightly different purpose and mm-hmm. use that as they engage prospects and try to get those prospects to convert into uh, paying clients to power the company's growth. So it really, at the core, what I'm hearing you say, it has to start with that authenticity and you can't fake the truth, right? You really have to take that time to reflect. Now, let's say a business makes this transition from creating a a, a fake brand, which huh. is not who they really are, but yeah. in a misguided attempt to be someone that they think the marketplace really values. Um, so they recognize that yeah. mistake, as you have pointed out, they move into being authentic, create the authentic brand, and then get it out through their marketing and sales. If I'm that startup founder, let's talk about the benefits uh, of making this transition. So let's start with that founder. What, in your experience, have you seen the emotional side of embracing this change?
2: Well, oh, okay. Well, so I'll talk about where I am from and where I've grown up. Um, I'm in the Caribbean, okay? So we have beautiful blue seas, turquoise waters, and everyone wants to have a book. And everyone wants to be in the ocean and doing the same thing. And, you know, whether you're out there for pleasure or for business, you know, it's it's a beautiful environment. So why not capitalize on the natural resources of our amazing Caribbean sea? But um, so everyone wants to have like a charter company. Everyone wants to have a yacht company or yacht tour company. So you think, you know, I know of this one company that this one business started out um, around COVID time, actually, because. COVID, you know, really put everyone in a position to have to think outside the box as to what they're they're supposed to be doing. So they started this business and they said, hey, listen, I can get a boat and I can run these charters and everyone else is doing it. So why can't I do it as well? You know, so you're entering the market where it's so saturated as it is. Everyone's doing the same thing. So you're trying to stand out as a new company and how do you really stand out as a new company if you're just jumping in there just to try to make some money, but no one knows who you are as opposed to who, who the other long-standing businesses are. got out there, they made some money, yeah, and then they said, hey, listen, you know, we're pretty unique. We're young. You know, we we like this, we like that. So let's just add a different flavor based on who we are, you know, being young, not, not the you know, typical older boater guy. Um, and then he decided, that, hey, look, I'm going to add a, a younger of my business to the game. And their business shot up. I mean, their clients, their customers, people spoke about them because they were now in this market, but being themselves and offering a different type of entertainment and different type of vibe on, you know, on their charters and it worked for them. You know, their their revenues shot up, um, their their um, their track record shot up, like everyone's talking about them. And it's just really great to actually witness that growth because they had to say, hey, listen, this isn't really working because we're trying to be someone, people that were not. And they decided to just get comfortable in their skin, present themselves as they were young people and add some different flavor and it worked for the, for the revenues, I, I think, based on what I saw. So I would say, you know, just to wrap it up, really, um, when you take some time to say, hey, listen, this is me, that's you, you're great at what you do, but this is me and comfortable with who I am, and I want to present myself as to you know who I genuinely am, there are people that are going to see that. They're going to appreciate it. They're going to rock with you. They're going to support you. And then the business is just going to keep on going. So that's why people say, like, you know, do what you love, and then the money will come after Don't chase the money first. Because the support, the revenues, the sales, the longevity, and your branding goes a long way when you come from a genuine place.
1: And I would think, in addition, that the stress, to the people <laughs> representing the company when you are having to create this fake persona and always yeah. every interaction having to say, OK, who am I today? And the one thing yeah. I know is I'm not me. And inevitably, you'll screw up, which causes a yeah. lot of angst and frustration and anger and and sort of blaming yourself um, mm-hmm. compared to. When you're authentic, you can just relax, you can be yourself, and you can yeah. act with a lot more confidence. And I think confidence often is underrated as a key success factor in making a business successful. So I think yeah. in addition to you know the, the significant growth in, in revenues and the enhancement of your brand and building word of mouth, just for the individuals themselves, it's just this huge burden off their shoulders. Yeah. Um, that makes things, uh, you know, just a lot easier because business is hard enough as it is, let alone when you've got to act all the time. Right. So April, you know, I think the case to be real and authentic and not be fake in something you're not is very, very strong, if not overwhelming. So my next question to you is, all right, so I'm convinced I am that business owner. I am that entrepreneur uh, trying to build my business. I'm going to do it in an authentic way. But how do I actually implement it? You know, what are the implementation huh. steps that I need to do in order to be successful?
2: Well, first off, you know, as I, I stress, 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 um, it starts with you as the leader, as the founder, as the brand owner. You are this business, but it starts with you. I got five steps for you, Jay. So okay. first, change, change your mindset. So enter it. Put your, put your head in the game, like literally put your head in the game, show up at your best self, tell yourself, listen, I'm great, I'm amazing, someone is gonna appreciate me. And if one person appreciates me, I've done my job. And then that one person is gonna feel that energy and that energy is just gonna go. One is changing your mindset and, and understanding that you can totally achieve your purpose. And you mentioned a, a key word earlier with confidence. You gotta be confident in yourself, you gotta be your biggest fan at first. It's just the way it is. Second step is. Understand that people absolutely will support you when you come up, when you show up as your real self. People love it, okay? We're all imperfect. No one wants to say, hey, listen, let me support this super perfect person who's, you know, already rich and famous and, you know, um, doing amazing things. And and I can't relate to them. People want to relate to you. That's a huge deal. It's like an emotional factor that people support what they love genuinely. And then your my number three step is make your your messaging, your purpose, like attach what you put out there as you messaging for your brand or your business or your, your entrepreneurial journey. Make that like definitely indicative of your purpose and your pressure from within. So that's why that first step of internalizing and finding yourself is super important. And then fourth step is allow that purpose to guide you. That energy will never, ever fail you. It will never, ever fail you. And then of course, since we're in business, We have to pay attention to why we're in business, which is solving someone's problem, providing a service for someone, making life easier for some other person on any level easier. So you have to pay attention to your audience. Pay attention to who you're trying to cater to. Listen to their needs. Listen to what they're asking you for so that you can formulate a plan to be able to achieve success for them, get them the results that they need as a business, that's your goal, and then still tie it in with your your genuine purpose from within. So those five steps are super important. Um, I've done it for myself. I mean, it, it just works. It works really well, and it's easy when it comes from a genuine place.
1: Well, April, you have both given us permission to be authentic, and yeah. you've pointed the way so that we can empower ourselves to be authentic. Now, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to learn a bit about April.
0: Are you wondering how much longer you have to grind and chase for every lead, conversation, and client? Would you like clients to knock on your door so you no longer have to pitch, follow up, and spam decision makers? Well, Centricity's Category 1 program uses a proven five-step process that will help you get in front of the decision makers you need by spending less time doing all the things you hate. It's not cold calling, cold email, cold outreach on LinkedIn or any other social media, or even spending money on ads, but it does have a 35 times higher ROI than any of those things leveraging your expertise and insights at your prospects and network value. The best part, even though you'll see results in 90 days, you get to work with the Centricity team for an entire year to make sure you have all the pieces in place and working so you can start having freedom of time and a life outside of your business. So email time at centricityb2b.com to schedule an 18-minute call to learn more.
1: Welcome back. We're talking to April Baines of the Jewel Marketing Company. Well, let's find out, April, a little bit more about you. And I want to start with asking you, what are the pain points that you solve for your clients and why do they need you to get rid of the pain? Okay,
2: well, we all talk about being our own boss and having that flexible life and doing things on your time. At least people like me, I like entrepreneurship on entrepreneurship. So pretty much when I hear of someone who wants to be their own boss, or they want to start a company or they want to help the world, or they want to help a certain community with whatever the problem is or whatever the issue is, um, I help them to determine what their purpose is. So I was, I was in a conversation one time with my sister and my nieces, and they asked, what, is, what does Auntie April do, you know? And my sister answered this question. I'd never thought about this before, but it's amazing to kind of hear someone else say, say it about me. Um, she said, Auntie April helps people discover their voice, you know? I, that hit me so hard, Jay, because I didn't say that about myself. I didn't write that anywhere, but I've adapted and it, felt it. it empowered me, honestly, because I, I'm like, I'm doing my job. Like someone else understands what my job is. So my job is to help someone find their voice. That's number one. Finding your voice, finding your passion, finding your purpose, and then taking that purpose guiding you through the process of actually starting your entrepreneurial journey or starting that business or starting that nonprofit organization or that, that company, that, that company that eventually grows from a small business to a company. Um, So that's my passion and, and I like it. Like I just, I genuinely like it. This is why I do it. I just help people grow their businesses, build their businesses. And when they're successful and they're bringing in the, the, Funds, or they're bringing in the following, then I feel great because I feel like I've done my job for someone else to empower them to be able to provide the opportunity for themselves as well as providing opportunities for their team. So it's just it's just something I love to do.
1: April, is as, as you well know, when a client is looking to work with someone like yourself to help them yeah. find their true authentic voice, they're not really looking for what you do. They really want to understand uh-huh. why you're great at doing it. So share with our audience, what makes you great doing what you do?
2: I'm great at it because it's, I jumped into this because I wanted to make money. Honestly, I jumped into it because I thought that I was good at it. I'm a people person to like a certain degree because I do have a little bit of introvertedness in in my soul somewhere deep down. Um, But I started just doing marketing because my personality took me there in being able to sell something to people, you know, to talk about something that I really love and get them excited. So my energy is, I've been told that my energy is magnetic, you know, Um, and I think that it starts there. My energy takes me from, being a typical female or mom or businesswoman to someone that I'd like to work with her because she's she's good people, you know. Um, so I'm great at it because genuinely my energy is there. That is what I'm all about. That is the life that I want to live in the first place. When when it comes to entrepreneurship, and I I love my life in that regard because it 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 enables me to be flexible to be a great mom to my kids. You know, that's my purpose. Um, And so because I have that genuine interest and passion and mission in my spirit and my soul, that's what shines through with other people. They see that they see that I'm genuinely that person. I live it. And I'm definitely all about showing someone else how to do it as well, because it, it empowers me. So when I can empower someone else, I think I'm doing great things in the world, honestly.
1: I encourage our audience to go to LinkedIn, look up April, and we'll, by the way, we'll we'll give everyone her LinkedIn address. Um, And when you do, you'll see April's education, you'll see all the great things she has done professionally. But April, I've got a slightly different question for you. I would like to know what happened in your life, you know, personal or professional, uh that would most explain why you're doing what you're doing?
2: (laughs) Great question. So I grew up not really caring about entrepreneurship and being my own boss. Honestly, I grew up just saying, hey, listen, I want to go to someone's job. I want to clock in at eight. I want to leave at five. I don't want the stress. I had entrepreneurial parents. I had business owner parents. So I saw them like walk around with that stress of the business doing well. I don't want any part of it. Well, I grew up and I discovered who I was. And I know that um, I realized that I like my flexibility. I like my life. I like my time. I like to do what I want when I want to do it. I'm just not a great um, follower of rules. And and that's okay. You know, that's me. Now I'm going to show up as that person anyway. Um, And so that led me to saying, hey, listen, I don't want to go to medical school. I I was pre-med in college. I don't want to go to medical school. I don't want to be a lawyer. I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to be a business person um, because I want to set my own hours. And this is way before kids even came into play. But when the kids came, you know, then I was able to then go to ballet on Mondays, to karate on Tuesdays. I was able to go to soccer on Wednesdays swimming on Thursdays and, and and all these things. I was able to, I'm, I am able to do as a mom and be flexible and still operate my business. Not only am I like, like making money, but I'm doing what I love. So I get up every morning excited about what I'm doing with my life because it's genuinely my purpose. And then the, be- the best thing about it is that I don't have to ask for anyone's permission for time off to go and do something with my kids. So, you know, my my personal desire for flexibility and a flexible life and empowerment as a female, as a mother, um, th- that drives me to, you know, wanting to pursue a life of entrepreneurship and flexibility. Um, Empowerment and financial flexibility for me personally, huge deal breakers. You know, I don't want to have to ask anyone's permission for money to do anything with my life, my time. So that's my perp, and that is why I get up every day excited and that is why I go to sleep every night excited because I'm working like long hours because I want to, not because anyone's forcing me to. So that's who I am. Um, I've embraced it. I've I quit my job at like 25 and said, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to do the government job anymore. And I got rid of all the government benefits and all those things. And I said, I was going to do entrepreneurship. And I I have not regret it yet. I think it's the best decision I've ever made.
1: April, you clearly are an authentic person. And I love how you can help others find their authentic uh, voice. So if we have people in the audience that want to continue the discussion with you, what's the best way for them to reach out?
2: Well, I am April J. Baines. So I have a dot com, AprilJBaines.com. Um, you can reach me there. I have all my links there, .com. And then I'm very accessible on Instagram. I'm on there multiple times a day. I always posting real. So I'm Baines at um, Instagram as well. And, of course, LinkedIn is the professional side and very accessible there as well. Got two phones, they're right here in front of me. So go ahead, click the link and and get connected with me. I'd love to connect with you. All
1: right, I will put all this in the show notes and in as an insert into the video so that it makes it easy for everyone to reach out for you. Now, April, no I really enjoyed our conversation today. I am sure our audience feels much more comfortable at embracing authenticity And I loved how Mm -hmm. you gave us those five steps as to what we need to do to make all that happen. And for just about every other show out there, they would be so happy, such deep gratitude towards you. And they would say you exceeded our expectations. But as you know, the best kept secret show is not like everybody else. We have a higher bar and as great as you have been. I'm going to challenge you to do just a little bit more for our audience. I want you to offer a gift to all the wonderful people who are listening in. What can you do for them, April?
2: Well, who doesn't love gifts, Jay? It's the season. (laughs) I mean, everyone loves something free. So, because I love what I do so much, and I love empowering other people through their entrepreneurial journeys and starting their businesses, I'm offering, if you contact me, only if you contact me and let me know that you heard this interview, you heard this podcast, and you got to tell me the name of it, okay? You can't just say, oh, I heard you somewhere talking about this. No, you got to tell me details about where you heard this message, how did you hear about me, the name of the podcast, everything. But I'm giving away free pre consults, brand discoveries for individuals that are interested in starting their own businesses or starting, you know, or becoming an entrepreneur or just starting that journey. So, my, listen, time is money and money is time, but I'm definitely gifting my time away for some really passionate individuals that want to speak with me to get this amazing life started in entrepreneurship and business ownership. So, Look, let's go. All
1: right. So, reach out to April. Tell her you heard her on yes. the Best Kept Secret Show and cash in this valuable yes. gift. You will not regret it. April. Thank you. Thank you for being such a terrific guest to our audience. Let's continue to crush it until next time.